0: From Epic Deer Studios, this is The Ice Queens. And now your hosts, Liz and Tori. Welcome back, figure skating fans, to another episode of the Ice Queen. This is our culminating episode of the Olympic performances, all four. We talked about the pairs and the men's competition last time. This time we're going to be talking about ice dancing and the ladies' competition. And I have to say, I mean, Tori, I know you're with me on this, that it was probably one of the best Olympics I've ever seen. The lack of falls was astounding.
1: I know, especially in in the women's competition, the last six that went, it was great. Nice to see everybody actually skate good and make it a good competition.
0: Yeah, I mean, I thought pretty much for the most part, I mean, some of the men fell and there were some rough skates there, but for the most part, all of the top, skaters skated really well um you know of course perf- they say performances of their life but the judging is so grossly elevated it's hard oh. it's hard to really say everybody had a per- new personal best you can't tell i know the- that
1: was ridiculous yeah
0: i mean the judging is is way too inflated but that's a whole other story
1: i know the scores pretty much mean nothing the world records because i mean they skated well and they had clean performances but were they better than at other times during the year i don't know about that not necessarily. Uh, no.
0: Um, and I know that, you know, the pressure of the Olympics and all of that makes it a uh, much more uh, difficult performance to have. But still, uh, I just, yeah, the scoring was a little over the top. But for the most part, you you barely see people in the top three that didn't fall down in their program. So we had that going for us at this Olympics. That was Nice refreshing so let's talk about the ice dancing that uh culminated that's my word for the day people on monday night with the free dance after the compulsory dance the original dance and the free dance so tori do you want to take us through the compulsories and the original dance
1: well and the compulsories you know are super boring because everybody does the same dance which was the tango this year and it's practically the same music all the time and they skate around the rink twice um, so I did a lot of scanning through that because I didn't really – couldn't take it. It's too boring to watch. Although I did agree that Dominina and Shablon were the best of the compulsory dance – You know, it's hard to tell what the difference is, but you could tell they were a little bit better. But the next two phases of the competition, they sucked.
0: Yeah, pretty much. And the producer's like, how boring is it? I mean, if if we're being bored watching this, how boring is it for the fans who are there watching 25 uh, ice dance teams skate to the exact same music?
1: Right, and I did read that um, this possibly is the last Olympics that they're going to have the compulsory dance. They're going to um, take a vote on it and discuss it and possibly drop it, so they will no longer have uh, three phases of the ice dance. And you know, do they really need that? Yeah, you know, I mean, the fans don't want to watch it. It's not never televised except for on the Olympics. So it's like quit wasting their time. You know, and they have to they have to learn four routines because of that. Usually. They pick two different compulsory dances each year. So these teams have to make or they have to learn those two dances and put programs together. And then they draw for each competition to decide out of those two, which one's going to be done at that competition. So this year was the tango and the golden waltz. And so a few weeks before the Olympics, they pulled and it was the tango. So it seems like a lot of wasted training time.
0: Yeah, it is. I mean, like you said, it is one of the few ways that you can, in ice dancing, do a direct side-by-side comparison of pairs in each and every movement.
1: That is true.
0: But, you know, they got rid of the school figures a long time ago in the ladies' and men's competition, and they might as well get rid of the compulsories here, because it really is all about fantastic costumes, like, for example, Domnina and Chabalon in the original—
1: Yeah, well, so the original dance was folk this year, and basically it was the freaking small world after all ride, and you just couldn't get off of it. (laughs) Everybody, it was horrible. And I have to say that Domnina and Shabalon, those have to be the worst outfits ever. He was wearing a red diaper that had (laughs) leaves hanging off of their legs, and they toned down the stupid markings on their outfit, but still, it was Awful. And I cracked up because Tom said, aside from looking ridiculous, do you think this is going to be any good? (laughs) Yeah. So, So even Tom is aware that they look stupid.
0: Yeah, and Tom looks more ridiculous than just about anyone in the competition <laughs> most of the time. Poor Tom. Sorry Tom. I know you got to have a lot of fresh takes. Subway fresh takes and you got sandwiches. <laughs> Notice
1: that but. was missing from the yeah, competition. Yeah, that's true. They didn't have this sponsor. <laughs> well,
0: Tom probably ate all the Subway sandwiches, so they didn't have any left. Um so, for our figure skating fans, they are the ones who had the big controversy going into this competition because they were skating to aboriginal music and and they were in blackface, or they call it brownface, um, and the aboriginal people did not feel that it was honoring their traditions, and rightly so, because I don't think it's honoring anyone's traditions. It's certainly not honoring the tradition of good taste.
1: Yeah, it was horrible. I I couldn't figure out, were they being serious, or was it supposed to be campy, because they were pulling each other's hair, slapping their faces and, you know, doing an Eskimo kiss at the end. It was ridiculous. And um, I, when I was watching it, I'm like, this reminds me of Can't Buy Me Love movie when Patrick Dempsey needs to learn how to dance for the, you know, he's going to a school dance <laughs> and he's watching um, American Bandstand. But he leave, and when he leaves the room, his little brother comes in and changes the channel to the African Tribal Station. And so he comes back and they're doing the African Tribal Dance. That's what it looked like to me.
0: <laughs> well, it definitely had a pebbles and bam bam feel to it for me. <laughs> yeah. It was like all she needed was a bone in her hair and, and to drive her car with her feet and it would have been pretty much good to go.
1: Right. It was crappy music, crappy costumes, and crappy choreography. They had it all going for them.
0: And they paid the price. They paid the price. They moved from first in the compulsories to what was it, third? Yes. After the original dance. So they, did.
1: they dropped down to third.
0: Uh Davis and White, they had the um, dance to, wasn't it
1: to... They sl- did the Bollywood, the Indian dance.
0: The Indian dance to Bollywood. And I really like that dance because she looks sort of Indian anyway. She's very exotic looking.
1: Mm-hmm. I think she looks like a little elf.
0: Yeah, that's about <laughs> right.
1: But it was a good program. Uh, you know, they have in- intricate choreography. It's interesting program. They're fast. They're fun. They skated it really well. They skated it better here than they did at nationals. And um, it brought them up. They were in third place after Compulsory. So this brought them up to second place. And I thought they did really well.
0: Yeah, I, I liked watching it too. I thought they were they were strong. And, I, you know, they really, they didn't protect at all. They really sold their programs. They didn't skate conservatively. They had a lot of emotion in their programs. I think they did really well. Right. And, and I thought and-
1: that for both of their, pro- this and in the free skate, I thought they went all out in both of those programs. Yes, I agree.
0: And Virtue and Moyer really had a great original dance too, I thought.
1: Right, they did that flamenco, and I I liked it a lot. They had that awesome lift in it where he kind of flips her. I don't know how they even came up with that, but and they're smooth and fluid and fast. The, you know the choreography is great. It's a sophisticated program, and that it shot them up to first place. So I was really happy. Of course, I was happy. You know they won the competition because they they're my pair. So they looked really good throughout.
0: Yeah, you correctly predicted the ice dancing medalist too, didn't you, Tori?
1: Well, no, because I said that Tanith and Ben, I thought they would get third, but I just knew that those judges, there's no way they were going to let a North American sweep happen, and they gave it to Domnina and Shablon, which yeah. was ridiculous.
0: <laughs> yeah, They should have been disqualified for that whole Aboriginal mess.
1: Yes, but. and then, you know, Tanith and Ben in the, um, sh- the original dance, I didn't think it was possible for their outfits to get worse than at nationals, but they were able to do it. She had gold coins hanging off of her it was awful.
0: Well, there's no hotter mess than their an- their costumes in the free dance.
1: Oh, yeah. Poor Ben. He looks so awful in his winged white angel outfit or whatever the hell that is. And it's just bedazzled beyond belief.
0: I, yeah, I don't know what they were thinking. It, it was those were the ugliest outfits I've seen. And that's saying a lot with all the Russians out there.
1: Yeah, with uh, having Dominic and Shablon in the yeah
0: no kidding (laughs) no kidding um but yeah so it was a great competition just everybody skated their best there didn't seem to be a lot of mistakes and Virtue and Moyer ended up what winning the gold medal. And Davis and White, though, I mean, I have to say that I thought Davis and White's performance, I mean, I know that they're two different speeds of music and two different, you know, feels of programs, but Davis and White, I thought, really, really had a strong program with a lot of energy. I mean, Virtue and Moyer was a lot were a lot more subdued, but it was right, a tough there's, call. Theirs
1: was more of a lyrical, romantic program yeah. Um, yeah. and, you know, sophisticated, fluid, but I love the program. To me, when I'm watching it, it only seems like two minutes instead of four. Although Al told me he wasn't very impressed with it, but I didn't listen to him. Um, <laughs> Davis and White, they they were. They're fast and powerful, completely different. But you could tell with um, both of these pairs, they were so different from everybody else in the competition.
0: Yeah, it definitely. It's like
1: they're the future and they're taking it in the right, you know, taking it ahead. Whereas the everybody else is kind of old school, doing these crappy, dramatic horrible outfit, stupid choreography routines that were big 10 years ago.
0: Yeah, and I think that Tanith Belvin was delusional that they would actually win a medal. I mean, she said they wouldn't have gone if they didn't think they were going to win the gold. And I'm thinking, how could you possibly think you're going to win the gold medal?
1: There's no way they were going to win the gold medal. I thought they might be able to get a going away present and get the third, get a bronze, but that just didn't happen. And I actually thought that their free program was better than Dom... Domnina and chablons because their dummy and chablons free program sucked just as hard as their original dance they had stupid outfits and what was up with the ropes oh i
0: know and well and did you hear tracy wilson say you know they had these well they weren't even really ropes they were more like elastic bands on their <laughs> costumes that they used they they pulled on them to do some lifts and spins and tracy and wilson said bad knees <laughs> yeah and tracy wilson's like i bet you anything next year there'll be a rule against that
1: yeah, I'm like, is that even legal? Pretty much Domnina and Chablon, they're almost unwatchable for me.
0: Yeah, I I don't like them at all. And it was interesting, though. like, So the French, Delavelle and Schoenfelder, she's the one that had the baby.
1: Oh, God. It was the cheesiest thing when she pulled her dress top down. Oh, I know.
0: I, and they're like, <laughs> oh, and they've never skated this performance before. And I'm thinking, what are you doing?
1: It's like it was a strip tease. I know. It was all—it bl- was a black dress, and then all of a sudden she starts pulling it down. I'm like, "What the hell is she doing?" And then it's all sparkly underneath. It's—are you kidding me?
0: I know. And they're like, "Oh, she just had her baby in October. I can't believe how good she looks." And I'm thinking, "Yeah, well, it's really easy to look good when you've got 14 layers of elastic around your waist."
1: <laughs> but no, I did not think they looked good. Obviously, they have didn't have a very much training this season because of the baby, and this is the first time they've shown either of their programs, which, and I hated the can can in the original dance too. I thought it was stupid. Oh yeah, that's true.
0: So Samuelson and Bates of the United States, they finished 11th, but they were pretty good. I mean, for, for having not, had a lot of Olympic experience or even national experience there. Right. I
1: think this is their first year on the senior level. So they did do good. Actually, the U um, S team was strong because we ended up second, fourth and 11. So that is pretty good. And we should be strong at the worlds. I- I'm wondering if Tanith and Ben will be going to worlds. I figure Davis and White are going to be there. Uh, renew that. Rivalry with Virtue and Moyer and possibly win. I did think Virtue and Moyer were a little bit overscored. I do think they should have won, but I don't think that there should have been that much of a difference in between the top two pairs in the scores.
0: I totally agree. Six point difference. I don't think that is. It's accurate.
1: like more like a two point difference, maybe.
0: Yeah. The producer, this just in from the producer, um, he says Tanith and Ben will not be going to Worlds.
1: Oh, did they announce that today?
0: I don't know. but Probably. But the producer sounds very sure of himself.
1: That They must realize that we're not even going to win a medal, so why waste our time? We can start doing Stars on Ice and bringing in the bacon. Yeah,
0: exactly. And, <laughs> oh, by the way, we have tickets to Stars on Ice, I, so we're very excited. Evan's supposed to be there, and Sasha, and Tanith and Ben, and Shannon Chow, and... Xiao, and
1: and oh. I heard uh, Evan just announced today that he will not be going to Worlds and our boyfriend Brian Ra- Bradley will be taking his place. Really? Yes.
0: Oh, well that's a good stroke of luck cuz well we well it's too bad we can't go because then Ryan won't have his good luck charms.
1: <laughs> I know. I would love to go to Italy. Are you sure we can't get tickets and go.
0: Yeah, well, we'll we'll work on that.
1: Come on, producer.
0: <laughs> yeah, producer get on the case on that or we you know, if our buddy Bob Costas would ever give us the call. You know, then we would be there. Speaking
1: of Bob, I thought he looked pretty lonely because for some reason, NBC did not invite Dick back to the fireplace. What the hell was up with that?
0: Well, we, we taped all the daytime and the late night shows, and we watched it, and Dick did come back to the fireplace a few times. Um, he wasn't with Bob, though. He was with Al Michaels and you know whoever else, but he did do some additional commentary. It's
1: like, why are they denying the primetime viewing audience the pleasure of seeing Dick?
0: Everyone says, I've been reading articles, and everyone says that the new Olympic sport is bashing NBC, which <laughs> we, we, we're we pretty good at that. We're pretty much, I would say, silver medalists.
1: Yeah. <laughs> We're not fans of them, and hopefully they do not get the next Olympics because it's up for bid now, and, um, you know, hopefully it's somebody better, like ESPN or – Maybe ABC. Let's <laughs> get Dick back on there.
0: Yeah, because they actually know how to f- how to film.
1: I, mean, I, to I think he can last another four years.
0: He's got his orthotic shoes, you know. <laughs> he pretty much sits down most of the time, so he should be okay.
1: Right. They just, you know, need to fly him in for the competition and fly him out, and he's good to go.
0: Exactly. So let's move on to the ladies' competition. This was a very emotional competition because – Joannie Rochette's mother died on Sunday, which everyone knows and um, you know in the last podcast I was pretty harsh about her because yeah,
1: I'm like, are you feeling bad now, Liz? <laughs> well, you know bad is bad maybe a too strong of a word
0: but um, I am feeling like well I mean she she has really struggled this season and I just mm-hmm. didn't know if she's gonna pull it out but I think that it was great to see her do it and and um, under those difficult circumstances, I don't even know how she got out there at all.
1: I was super impressed because I thought she was better in the short program. It was a great program and it was emotional and especially at the end, you know, it was clean. She hit everything. The um, long program, she had a couple of little bobbles, uh, fell out of a couple of jumps, but no falls. And I definitely did think that she deserved to get the bronze medal, but I was very impressed by how well she skated because that really, both programs were the best that she skated all season. It was two pretty clean programs and she has had a lot of trouble.
0: Yeah, she has and, and um it she really was able to demonstrate what she can be as a skater. And it was mm-hmm. good to see her winning the medal. I was really worried because Mariah Nagasu skated so well and I thought she was robbed, but I didn't want her to take the bronze medal away from Joanny Rochette because then she'd probably be the most hated person in Canada.
1: And you know, Mariah's only 16. I thought that Mariah was um, underscored in the short program. She definitely should have been higher than six. I thought she should have been higher than Rachel yes. and, and <laughs> Miki. I didn't think Miki looked good in the short program. So that was, um, I was a little upset that Mariah was in sixth place. She skated good in both programs. She's just so fast. She has good spins. She looks polished. She has the personality. I definitely think that she is a a star. She's going to be a star. But I was a little worried right before the long program. You know, they sh- they panned in on her, and she looked terrified. I'm like, oh, my God, is she going to have a meltdown out there?
0: Well, that's what I thought, too. And then, then Frank told her to smile, and then she smiled. And I was like, oh, okay. I guess you're okay now.
1: Great. So, ona, and she ended up fourth. She's both of her programs were great. I think that she's going to do good at Worlds. Yeah, especially I, if she continues to skate like that. She looked a lot better than Rachel.
0: Yeah, I agree. Unfortunately, it looks like Kim Yuna is going to be going to Worlds, so that's going to be tough competition. But I don't, I doubt that Joannie Rochette will go. So she might be able to get onto the podium for Worlds. Right, m- if she
1: skates as well as she did, I think that she would be a medalist.
0: Yeah, because yeah. Mickey Mickey Ondo is just not good.
1: No, she is not good. Well, I have not been liking her this entire season. Um, you know, I don't think she skates up, right? She wears the worst outfits ever. I see she got a new um, Cleopatra outfit, and it was like kind of slutty Cleopatra. Mm-hmm. Way too sexy. All she does is jumps. She has no choreography, which is kind of funny because her coach is actually a choreographer. So what the hell's up with that? I don't know. She seemed like she was just going through the motions, especially in the long program.
0: yeah and she and even i didn't even like malasada well malasada had such a bad attitude after she got the silver medal it seemed like it seemed like she was like freaking out i don't know what she thinks i don't so, know if she thinks she lives in russia and they're going to beat her up when she gets back or something but but she was upset and i'm thinking you had no chance of winning the gold it was rigged from the start
1: well she really didn't have a chance you know as soon as yuna skated that long program it, it didn't matter. There was no way, even if Mao hit everything, there was no way she was going to top that because her program just doesn't have that many points in it. And I did kind of feel sorry for Mao because there's no way she was going to win, and there's a lot of pressure on her. Basically, the whole of Japan's press uh, is on her, so I knew that was... It's going to be hard for her. I think maybe she is going to be in trouble when she gets back to Japan because she basically, you know, she didn't blow it, but there, I think they're going to be hard on her.
0: Well, she, so she skated a really good short program. Obviously she's the only one with the triple axel in the whole competition. And she did one in the short and two in the free, but she did fizzle out at the end of the free skate. She She was, she missed some jumps and just sort of seemed like she gave up at one point, but then she got it back at the end.
1: Right. So she singled a jump. She did hit her two triple axles. She actually only had four triple jumps in the long program because of the she singled a jump and then there was another one that she messed up. but um I, I don't like either one of her programs. I think that for both pieces the music is too dark and heavy for her. oh it, yeah they're, they're totally Russian programs. I agree. So she looks like a Russian skater and it makes sense because she actually has a Russian coach whereas Yuna Kim has um, you know a Canadian coach and totally different programs.
0: Yeah, I said the same thing. I said, that music is just, it's just pounding way, way, way too heavy for her. And the programs are not different. They're, they're basically the same programs and basically the same costumes.
1: Mm-hmm. Horrible and- costumes with the chokers and then she's got gloves on. Yeah, so I, I'm worried for her because um, she didn't win the gold medal. And I don't think that's going to go well in Japan because I've read where when these athletes don't win the gold medal, they basically apologize to their country for not winning the gold medal.
0: And how are they supposed to win the gold medal over, over a system that is was rigged from the start? I mean, <laughs> she lost to Kim Yu na by 23 points.
1: I know. It was crazy. I'm, I do think that Yu na skated good in both programs, but I think she was overscored. Yes. She would have gotten ninth in the men's competition.
0: Oh, I know! Isn't are that ridiculous? You
1: crazy. Well, and she beat her own world record by 18 points. Who does that?
0: Well, and you know what? I was sitting there watching Mariah Nagasu and watching Kim Yuna and thinking Kim Yuna's um, spirals are not as high as Mariah's. <laughs> her spins are not as fast. And and I don't I don't understand. I mean, I'm not saying she's. I mean, she's a beautiful skater, but she's not the end all be all. They're talking about she's the greatest figure skater of all time. She's not. No. <laughs> There's no. a, there's some t- definite room for improvement there, and I I seem to be the only well you and I Tori are the right. only well, people you, that seem to see that.
1: Yeah, I mean she is good. She's a well packaged product. She looks good. She's pretty. She does have talent. She is fast. Um, she hardly makes mistakes. Nice outfits, but and good programs, good choreography. But yeah, her spins I her line is not really the best. She doesn't have good extension, like on the spirals, like you were saying, but everyone's thinks that she, every position's great on her. So I don't know what I'm missing here.
0: Yeah, I know me either, but
1: I do think that she should have won these. Uh, this was the best that she has skated this year. Cause she's every program or every competition that she's been in this year. She has had a mistake or two and still won by a lot in this competition. She had no mistakes in either program.
0: Yeah. I mean, I do, I, do think it's a legitimate win, but it's not a legitimate win by 23 points. Mm -mm. Yeah, I mean... Cause Mao had two Oh five and Joannie had two Oh two. And then there was even 12 points between Joannie Rochette and Marina Nagasu. I mean, to me, that's like classic old time figure skating judging where the, yeah. the results are already predetermined. And until you've been on the scene for a while, you're not going to get judged hot. You know, you're not going to get good scores and all of that, which is a little bit sad. Although. Okay. So Rachel flat came in <laughs> seventh and that's what
1: uh, I think that's what she deserved to be in.
0: Yeah. I mean, I just don't, know what to say about her because she doesn't excite me she's Mm-mm. consistent you know she got eight they downgraded her on jumps and like scott was saying she they usually give the skater the benefit of the doubt but some for some reason with rachel flat they decided to ding her on two of her jumps
1: no and, and i was thinking about it today it's like i think um that comp- this competition was a turning point i think the judges were saying you know what rachel you are boring and we're not excited about you and uh we're not going to give you these great scores that you're used to getting. And now Mariah has really stepped up and it's, we're backing her now. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. kind of what I got the feeling for. Cause well, Rachel doesn't have any personality. She's slow. And when I was watching the long program, it, it was lackluster. There was no energy until like the last 20 seconds of the program. When right. she didn't have any jumps left, then she kind of got a little spark in her and it's like, there was no mistakes, but it's boring. She has bad posture. She barely clears a credit card on her jumps. I I just am liking her less and less every time I watch her skate.
0: I know. I don't know what she can do because I mean, as we know from sitting next to her in the CPK booth, um, she has a nice personality. You know, she's obviously a sweet person, smart person, all that kind of stuff. But something about her skating is it lives up to her last name.
1: Right. Flat line. Yeah. <laughs> she <laughs> it, flatlined.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's just it's there's nothing all that special about it other than that she's consistent and that doesn't do it for me.
1: Right. Well, I think she, you know, needs to go to Worlds because it's in a month. And mm-hmm. then I think she needs to go away and go to Stanford or Harvard.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's why I was telling the producer. I'm like, you know, she needs to just go to Stanford <laughs> and right. or, yeah, and go to school and say, OK, great. I went to the Olympics. Everything was hunky dory. you know.
1: I want I'm a national champion. I got to go to the Olympics and I placed seventh uh, time for me to go to college now because that would be the best bet for her. Yeah, I think so, too.
0: I mean, she won't really make it on the show skating because she doesn't really have those show qualities. And so she might as well just, um, get her pack it up. Yeah. Rock and roll education and, and make her millions. That's right. So any other thoughts about the ladies competition? Do we have any, uh, um, commentary? I mean, it got pretty emotional out there with Joannie.
1: It did. And I was glad that, um, for her to actually skate to her potential because she is a good skater and she just hasn't put it together all the time in, you know, competitions. And it was nice because it was the first Olympic medal for a Canadian woman since 1988. Oh, and I was going to mention Carolina um, because I noticed that she was absent and I looked it up and she ended up, what, 16th? She's horrible. I know. So I'm hoping the worlds are in Torino, so she'll probably be there, but I hope that she um, packs it up and goes away too because... She is so overrated and she is not good. You know, she uh, was coached by Frank this year, but apparently he gave her the boot because she didn't like his training program of actually doing run-throughs in practice.
0: Yeah. And it showed
1: showed in um, in her skating that, oh, she can't handle it.
0: I know I do really admire Frank because he's got. I mean, he's skating, coaching Mariah Gasu, he's ca- coaching uh, Evan Lysacek, mm-hmm. and he doesn't mess around. He, mm-hmm. He'll give you a chance, but if you don't, if you don't perform, and if you don't do what you're supposed to do with him, you're out.
1: Right. And I think it's really good that Mariah actually came, you know, switched coaches and came to him because it's going to help her. Well, it already has this season. And I think she's just going to get better and better. And she's going to be the bright star for the U.S. team.
0: Yeah. So it was quite an Olympics this this year. I couldn't believe it. I mean, all those performances, all the drama of jo- Joannie Rochette and, you um, you know, it was it was great to watch. I have to say I haven't seen Olympics that good in a long time. And now
1: see a lot of good skating.
0: Yeah. And now the only thing left is the wonderful exhibition. I think that's going to be on Sunday.
1: Yeah, I probably won't be watching that.
0: Yeah, because t- because it won't be any fun if, if Johnny Weir isn't in it with his poker face number.
1: Well, I had read that I guess his fans or whatever try, are contacting NBC asking for him to be there, even though he got sixth place because they love watching him in the exhibition.
0: Well, an NBC (laughs) might just do it for the money, so we'll see what happens. Yeah.
1: So the last competition of the season is the Worlds in just a few weeks, and I bet there'll be quite a few of the medalists that won't show up, which happens usually... In an Olympic year, the world championships are kind of a little bit weak on talent because the medalists don't show up.
0: Yeah, we already know that Evan Lysacek is not planning to be there. Tanith and Ben are not planning to be there. And I doubt if Joannie Rochette will be there.
1: I would think she wouldn't be.
0: But we know Kim Yunnan is supposed to be there, which is a surprise. And Mao Asada is probably going to be there so she can attempt to overtake Kim Yunnan and get the world medal and then not be so shamed by her country.
1: Right. I bet Shen and Zhao probably... they. Don't need to go.
0: Yeah, they probably don't need to go either, but I haven't (laughs) heard about them. Yeah, it would be nice if if the Americans could go and do well in in pairs competition because they might have a better chance at the world.
1: Yeah. So
0: that's probably, uh, I think it's probably the third week in March, and so we will be back probably in about a month to talk about the world competition. And and then everyone's going to be crying a lot of tears because it may be a few months before the Ice Queens will be back for the next season.
1: That's right, because the season doesn't start again until... October. October.
0: Oh. Rocktober. But we
1: need we need the break.
0: Yeah, we sure do. We've really worked hard this season, as our <laughs> fans know.
1: Um our uh, producers worked us to the bone.
0: Oh god, it's been so hard. Especially when we were in Spokane drinking our wine, having to record. I mean it doesn't get watching movies. Yeah, watching movies. That was tough. So thank you for listening to this episode of The Ice Queens, our Olympic recap and showdown and culmination, to use my word, a third time. So you can become a fan of ours on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter at The Ice Queens. Or you can download our podcast on iTunes. Or go to our website and leave a comment. We have a lot of really spicy comments out there right now. Oh, and especially you got to see the the air muffs that – the and Zhao chick was wearing, because I have a a comment about that. That's absolutely hysterical.
1: I did like that. Yes, thank you.
0: And then you can also buy our stuff at cafepress.com slash theicequeens.
1: Oh, it's changed from crap to stuff now?
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, sorry. No, you buy our crap at cafepress.com slash theicequeens. Thanks for listening. We'll see you at the world.
1: Later. The Ice Queens is a production of Epic Deer Studios. If it's epic, it must be
0: Epic Deer.